Hi everyone, we are in full holiday swing here and we are spending lots of time with family and friends and all the usual busyness, shopping, prepping, celebrating, feasting, laughing, and a lot of crazy silly fun. But I wanna take a minute to wish all of you the happiest of holiday seasons. May all of your celebrations be fun. May you find meaning and joy in the traditions you choose to keep this year and may you be surrounded by love and miracles. We aren't posting new podcasts during this winter break, but we hope you'll take a minute to go back and maybe listen to a few of the podcasts that you missed this year. There are 60 of them. We are so proud of that big, giant list of conversations. And in case you don't know which one to listen to, here's one of my favorites from the last year. I also want to say that we're looking forward to a bright 2017 with you because we truly believe that seeing me, hear me, love me, has the power to change the world. We know deeply and truly that you've got this and you're not alone. So stick with us. Happy 2017. Happy New Year. Today's podcast is called Moms Are People, Creative Risk-Taking Moms. Moms spend an enormous amount of time, heart, and energy taking care of others, and we are grateful that they do. But every so often, moms need to make an unmom choice to do something for herself. It's chancy and risky, without guarantees, trying something new, starting something new, being bold. Each of the moms here at the square table with me are taking a leap for themselves, to inspire others, to be creative, to grow. I'm at the table with Allison Sherman, Sarah Stern, and Hilary Ostrega. I'm excited to hear what they're up to and how they decided to jump into something new. First one up is Hillary, because she is starting something um, <laughs> fabulous, crazy. Go ahead, Hillary. Sup, sup. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yes, I think it's been a, a very unique year, but around um, when Ellie turned three, I just felt that there was part of me that just wasn't alive. And um, by finding this new creative outlet, uh, I, I really feel that I've become more of the person that I want Ellie to see, and I'm a happier person by doing it. But I'm doing stand-up comedy. Oh, my gosh. I'm flying. Uh, I, I just got back from Los Angeles. I'll be flying there again in four weeks. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited <laughs> to watch this story unfold. It's exciting. It's fun. How'd you pick stand-up? Um... I have, years ago, I, I have a degree in film, and I went out to California years ago, and I sort of fell into it because I found uh, the whole uh, California business to be so silly that I found everything to be funny, mm -hmm. and I just, it fell in my lap. Wow. Okay, and so you had your first stand-up experience. Uh, well, I was working at the comedy store in about 2006, Okay. and um, I felt really fortunate to do it, but Were it's been a long time. Were you single in 2006? I was single. I was a different person. I, you know, um, we're talking how many years ago? Ten years ago? Now I'm a mom. I have a baby, you know, working. I have a different career. And here I am doing this again. Tell everybody what your other career is. Because you're, you're just a bundle of contradictions and options. Right. So I'm a litigation attorney, <laughs> so <laughs> I, which is the complete opposite of doing comedy. Um, so I try to wear different hats, and then, of course, being a mom, which is the best hat, completely different. <laughs> okay, well, let me get everybody else introduced, and then I want to come back to that first leap um, and, and what it took 
to bring yourself to the edge. Um, the, the emotions that you feel if you had to give yourself a push to go forward, and if not push, permission. You know, how did you, how did that all play out in those first moments? Because for everybody out there listening, I want them to know that whatever hurdles, obstacles, challenges, guilt they might feel, um, that they watch the three of you find your way through this. Before we turn the mic on, Allison mentioned the word guilt. She quit a job and is starting something new for herself. Yes. So please, Allison. Sure. Um, so I've been working um, since, like, literally the day after I left college. I found a job right away, and I only knew corporate America. And then I had my daughter, Rebecca, who's now five, um, and that all changed, and I wanted a whole different career path, and I didn't want corporate America anymore, and I decided to work here at Benitora in the synagogue, and I loved it. Um, but I also felt that it was consuming, you know, even though it was a totally different family-friendly, you know, environment and not corporate America, it was still very much a job. And when you have two working parents, I felt that there was like a strain on my family and I wanted to just have a little bit more time and a little bit more flexibility. And I definitely took a leap of faith and I said, you know what? I have to do this for myself. I have dreams and I know that I'm the only one capable of making them happen. So okay, I like decided... just pause on that moment, everybody. <laughs> I have dreams, and I'm the only one that can make that happen. Okay, keep going. And so I decided to leave my very comfortable job um, and not have a steady income for a while. And with that came a ton of guilt. Am I doing the right thing for myself, for my family? Am I putting extra stress on my husband? You know, what is it? And I know that by following my dreams, I'm going to do the right thing for myself and for my family in the long run. So right now I'm in the beginning phases of trying to put together a freelance business where I can be creative and I can do what I want on my own time and um, around my schedule. I'm really excited, but, you know, nervous as well. There's no, um, it, it's the unknown, you know, what, what's going to happen next week? What kind of client are you going to bring in or are you not going to bring in a client? Um, so it's, um, it's nerve wracking, but I'm really excited, but I'm and just we'll, in the beginning phases. I love of it. it. And we'll talk about, I mean, there's th three things. First is, the glow, you know, the glow that says I'm alive again, as Hillary said. And then there's the the guilt and like how will you find your support through all that um, and how you know that you will be resilient and capable and masterful. And what we know for kids today more than anything is that they need you as role models to, 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 to take chances and to maybe fail big or small, um, and to give them that sense of fluidity in their lives and combining those roles and honoring all those different parts of yourself. So bravo, bravo. Here comes Sarah. And Sarah, the reason I, I mean, Stephanie, who canceled on us today because of illness, um, wanted you as part of this. And what I, what I know about you is that you're, you're a multidimensional woman, both as a former dancer, as a creative person, as a thoughtful person, and someone who's had many businesses of your own, and that you're always sort of looking, I think, for something creative and inspiring to keep you full, whole, I don't know. So tell us, tell us where you are in this leaping. Sure. So 
I think a lot of that stems from the fact that, as you said, I danced my whole life. Like, literally since the age of two, I've danced my entire life. Um, I went to a performing arts school in high school for wherever, and I did go to college for a couple of years, and then it was actually in college that I was like, if I'm going, you know, the life of a dancer is very short. So I was like, if I, you know, am going to do it, I need to do it now. And I'm just very fortunate I have very supportive parents. So after my AA, I went, I saw the movie Center Stage, um, and I moved to New York City. And I moved to New York City, and I was on MTV, and I backup danced. And I did also, I'm like a dancer who can sing well, but I'm not singing great. So um, let's not confuse that. But basically, um, I continued following my passion. I danced in Orlando. I backup danced the whole night. Um, And I think really for my story that's a little different is that, you know, I – my whole life has been dance or bust, perform or bust. Um, I always wanted to do Broadway or be you know, doing film or what have you. And it did get to a point, I'm the youngest of four kids, and my siblings started having kids, and I felt, you know, I was, I was away, and I felt like I started to think, you know, okay, if I had a voice like Christina Aguilera, then I would say, okay, let's take this leap, and I'll go to L.A., because... Dude, if I have a voice like her, like I'm making it, right? It's to a point in a dancer's life where you have to say, okay, you know, it's not forever. It's just not. Your back will tell you, your knees will tell you, your neck will tell you, like everything will tell you it's not forever. And I think I just got to a point where I said, you know, <coughs> self, um, do I want to miss out on this time, like watching my niece and nephews grow up and all this other stuff and do something that's really going to only be short-lived or do I want to kind of get back home and enjoy this time? And it was, I really felt for me, and this was before I even had my own family or even my husband at the time, like I picked family, I guess. So, um, you know, I struggled with that for a long time because then what it became was me trying to find another passion. And I think why you're, it's funny because I do have a lot of different things is that's always been me trying to find something um, that I guess maybe fulfilled me the way dance always did and performing always did. And you can ask my husband. I was never good in corporate America. Um, I was very insubordinate. I don't do well with authority. Um, I don't hold back what I think, which has led me to, um, if I knew I was going to be fired, I went out first because that was my thing. And just... If it didn't help me advance in dance performance, I didn't care about it. And that was as I was younger. And then the difference, I guess, for me was is I finished my degree. I get everything. But I never had anything. Like, I tried nutrition. I tried this. I tried that. And nothing was there, you know. And so when I met my husband, I basically had said to him, not to sound bokeh, but I basically said, I don't want to work. Like, I want to be a mom. And it wasn't that I don't want to work because I just felt like, If I'm not going to have something I'm super passionate about, if I had to, it's a different story for my family. But ideally, in a perfect world, I really want to just be mom. And I was very lucky that I was able to do that when our first, when our first son, when he's our only son, when our son was born, our first child was born, and I just was mom. And that far surpassed any passion for dance. Obviously, I love dance, but this is a different job. And to me, being the best mom, and I'm sure for all moms, like, this is a thing, but I will research, I will do, you know, like, I've come to you, like, what can I do? Like, almost to a fault. Um, but basically, now that, long story short, <laughs> that's not possible with me, but I try, 
I have a three and a six-year-old, and this year the three-year-old started, our daughter started going to school full-time. And I had previously started up a business. I got a patent on something or pending, um, and I dabbled in that. And the idea of being my own boss, I feel, was more of a passion than the product itself. And so it was was a continual search, and I randomly, luckily, um, had a friend once, you know, not too long ago, and she mentioned about this business, LuLaRoe, and I'm like... First, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, this clothing is for, like, not for me. Like, I wasn't really sure, and then I looked into it more, and when I really saw the numbers, and I saw, like, not just financial freedom, but also the fact that I work for myself. Like, I bought into this company. I am a independent fashion consultant, but I literally get to be with my children when I want. I make real money. Um, which is obviously always helpful. Um, and I spend the time, like everything that I do is social media related. It's on the computer. Um, and I make my own hours. I make my own time. And so I can still do my passion, which is being a mom. But I guess I felt like I wanted, you know, I feel like, okay, well, she's going to school full time. And so. it's still now something for you. Yeah, and, and this was joy. exactly And, and again, I think the key to all this is feeling alive. Right. So when it comes to taking the leap, how do you get yourself to, for, for Sarah, it kind of went sort of smoothly. Like I, this fits into, the, into this, the current lifestyle of our family and what our children are doing. But you guys are kind of throwing things up in the air. How did you... How did you get that? That's a good question. I think to carry on into our dancer, uh, she, I think the theme was finding a balance. And my balance was off. You know, you've got the passion of your family. And, and I, too, left a career years ago because I felt that was missing. You know, your soul's not fulfilled without that family. And everything else, even creative, left it a little empty. But now with, with, you know, he's in school and, and you've got that fulfilled and you've got that wonderful, you know, the, your family, like, like you mentioned as well, you need a supporting family to let you take that leap, that leap of faith. And I think for, for me, it started small, just started thinking about it. You know, I was like, well, maybe I could, I could do a little something creative. And the itch. The itch. It, it, it came because I actually I was visiting California just to visit a friend and it, it just showed up. I'm afraid to go to California or New York for that reason. Very, okay, tell me how it showed up. Tell me where your, your spark was. So I bumped into some friends who never left California, who followed the business. Now, don't, you know, they're single. <laughs> they don't right. have families. And right. I'm not jealous of that because I think that's exactly how I would have ended up years ago. But they are following their dreams. They're doing this every day. And I'm thinking, there's no reason I can't do this as well. And I came home maybe started writing just a little bit, this and that, but there's not a lot of time. And then one day I just, I don't know how it happened, I snuck out and I went to a local comedy club and I just got up by myself. I didn't invite any friends, I didn't do anything, and you know what, it worked. And and it just sort of went from there. Did I was nobody a little surprised. know where you were going? Nobody knew. I didn't <laughs> tell anybody because I just felt so guilty, like we talked you about. You didn't tell, even tell your family? I you did not snuck, tell my family. I told my husband. Oh, you did? I told okay, the, Oh, yeah, did. Andy knew. He <laughs> okay. babysat because okay. he was supportive. I mean, you have to have everyone on on board. But I didn't tell anyone. I'm like, I'm just, I don't want any uh, pressure. Expectations, Expectations, right. pressure. It's been a long time. It's mm-hmm. been 10 years. And there's also a sense of guilt, too. I'm a mom. I shouldn't be going out and doing this creative 
ridiculous, silly thing. And the first joke, the first laugh. Uh, the first laugh, <laughs> I melted. I mean, it was just like, um, like you said, the glow, the part of me just became alive. I, I literally became alive. And the, the best part of the whole thing is when eventually, a couple months later, when I did get a gig and I did fly out, when I came back, my son was excited. Mommy, tell me what you're doing. Like you mentioned the role model. I thought he'd be upset. He'd be mad. No, tell me. Show me a video. I want to do it too. See, and there's the power in it. You, This idea of when you're taking care of yourself, you're giving them a bigger, fuller, more dynamic <laughs> yeah. you. And that just, I mean, my heart was so full because he loves it. He loves it. So I feel like I'm a better person, even though I still have guilt because every moment I want to be with him, but I'm a better person when I do some other things to make me whole. Okay, so so tip number two, three, whatever it is out there, but remember, the guilt never goes away. No. You know, you're never going to be able to juggle it all, have it all, be it all. But when you take the chance and you see the reception that your family gives you, and, and if you're lucky, sometimes they're going to be like, what? Are you sure you shouldn't be the old you? Then, you know, then you still have to commit to yourself and and keep tiptoeing it. Um, so let me ask um, Allison about that validation. And Sarah, your validation from your kids um, about who you are when they see you as more than mom. And then I want to come back to um, the obstacles or the fears that you have to plow through. Well, I mean, for me, it's still, like I said, it's still in the early phases, but I mean, I think they can just see a difference in how relaxed I am and um, how much more easygoing. It's it's not as tense in my household. There you go. There you you go. know, we would come home and it would be, okay, what's for dinner? We got to get a bath. We got to do this. Let's pick out your clothes. I mean, it was just, it became so, um, so rigid and, and that works for some people. And, you know, some people thrive off that and that's great. That's not really my personality, and that would stress me out. And we all know that when you're stressed, your kids can feel that. So we know when you're your unhappy, you know they can. You reflect they, that. They I mean, you cannot fool them. And when you you're even when them. you're fooling yourself, there's no doubt in my mind that kids read your emotions at a more primary level than often we do when we don't want to acknowledge that maybe things aren't exactly in the places that are smooth and balanced for us. So your girls always respected you as a working mom. They always respected you as a, a presence in a community and something, someone who had different roles. Do you share, do they know what you do for work? Do they know what you do in terms of, um, like we like Hillary mentioned the video. Do they see that you create things? Do they know? Um, they have a sense of what that's all about. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I'm not sure if they're there yet. Right. I mean, they're still little, but. Um, well, I also think it's also sharing it. I mean, it's like you know, here's what I'm doing on this computer. Right. You know, here's the website. Here's right. the creation. Do you know that this that this process that mommy is is engaged in? Is something creative and smart. Well, it's not as fun. cool as Hillary's no, stand but you know what? Up, to, I mean, or to, even a clothing business. Well, here's the difference, <laughs> right? and this is what I want to say to everybody out there: whether it's through, whether it's sharing your work life or sharing your person 
uniqueness and your and your the things that you are interested in and value it's how do you find the language to convey it to kids a video is a nice easy thing well i just want to interrupt i actually didn't have a video and I, like i told you earlier so i had to just sort of do this for him live and then we did a show together and obviously that's something oh. you can do with a child but okay. he loved just hearing about something mommy was doing. I promise you they love hearing. And it's a, it's another one of your stories. And, and yours is very tangible, you know, because your children can see your inventory. Well, what's funny is, oh, yeah, finish. No, I, But no. it's this idea that, I, you yeah. know, I want you to go home and, and share it because it's like, how do I make, you know, in early childhood and in all learning, how do we make learning visible? So how do we make mommy's inner life well, it sounds like Visible. you're still trying to navigate the way of exactly what you want to do. Right. So it's hard to probably tell them. But I also think that the journey of it is also a cool thing to let them know that, like, mommy is doing something. I'm not exactly sure what, but, like, we're going to all figure it out together, right, we're gonna which out is a nice thing maybe to it's, it's put putting it out there, there in words and, in, and, like and some sort of tangible something for them to touch. And- no, I was just going to say my thing was kind of funny because – so I'm a little opposite because I was just mom. So I didn't have any other things. Like, mom is mom's butt. Like, I do it. Like, I eat, sleep, the children. I don't eat the children, but you know what I mean? <laughs> That's weird. Let me, let, me just, let me just say. But so when I started LuLaRoe, like, it's a very easy, it, it was very overwhelming at first. And it actually completely opposite of what Allison was saying, it took up, it actually was like another baby. It's a, and good, so, it's a good point. Yes, it's not it, easy. It, it's following your passion isn't just like, oh yeah, I'll just make I'll just make my pie bigger. Well, if I would have gone from like a corporate nine to five where I wasn't there or maybe even nine to eight or what you guys have done, which is not even being necessarily always with the children, to then being home and doing something, I don't know that it would have been as, I certainly don't want to say negative, but it would have been a different transition, but it would be like, okay, well, mommy's working, but she's at least home. Well, my children never even, like, saw me working. So for them to even see that I had some, wait, I had something other than them, they actually did go through it. And I had a point, and this is what I wanted to say. My older one, Cade, actually said to me, you know, he had understood the launch because he understood everything. He saw me taking pictures. He's a good helper. Both of them love to help me, um, whether it's packing, shipping. But he said to me, so are you done with LuLaRoe now? Once all these clothes are done, so you're done? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he said. Like, he didn't understand that, no, I order more. So they actually felt definite, um, which made, I mean, I spent nights crying to my husband, like, because I felt so guilty because you go from not working and them, they are your job, they're everything. I mean, they still are. To all of a sudden, I have to, like, share. Perfect. So to talk about this, like, balance for me was, like, I mean, it was insane. So it's actually been a thing for something for all of us, even for my husband, because normally I would do this and that and the other thing, and now he's having to go on his lunch break to get. But Change it was funny. Change is hard. But Change now, is hard. But now I, I realize, and one of the things I always tell my working moms, because a lot of people would say to me, oh, you're so lucky you stay home. And I'm like, yes, I am. But it's also really good that your children are seeing that women can do this or Absolutely. that women can do that. And so what I what keeps me going is that despite the fact, even last night, Kyler's like, I'm sitting in front of the computer. She says, are you done yet? <laughs> but she sees that I can run something myself and I can be successful and I can, mommy can do this and girls can, and my son sees, girls can do this, women can, you know, can do this. And they help me. They really genuinely do. And I do. will tell you the research is going to say in terms of children and understanding, you have to be able to put it into words. And that, that little bit of reflection that yeah. says, I have to articulate this that that they can help 
incorporate the change and the transitions and the feeling of loss. Like, where my, what's my mommy doing? Am I second? Am I last? Am I am I still in the mix? Is is she distracted? Is she going to be done? You know, all of those things are big questions for little people that you have to say, yeah, I'm still doing this and I'll be done soon. And and I I love that you've explained that And I will have process. you know that I'm taking a dance class. Oh, yes. So I've told, and my daughter takes dance. So they do know that I will, and I have videos to show this them is so they what can follow me. dreams, I too. want all of the, everybody out there, especially moms of littler ones, to know the, the parts of you that were so vital and essential 10 years ago, 5 years ago, or longer, you are not going to get lost. There will come a moment where you're going to pull them all back, and and... It's all there for you. So this is so inspiring, I think. But we, we only have a few more minutes because I know Sarah has to be somewhere. So I have two things. First, I want to go through a quick on the challenges, obstacles, and fears, you know, and how you've pushed yourself or tiptoed to it. And then the, and then we'll do our wrap-up. Um, the, the challenges and fears, I think... And I was surprised, and even you, Miss Karen, were very supportive... When I finally posted something on Facebook, which I was a little nervous to do, the feedback that I was doing something different was so nice. Make the leap public. I, let people, that's you know, you, let people embrace this with you. When yeah. I started sharing it, then it became real. It wasn't me sneaking out of my house. <laughs> so okay, like, Boko, we're going to LA to see Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, and that 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 has helped overcome the fear. And you're, are you a natural leap taker? I don't. Uh, I don't know. I guess so. I guess so. But I forgot. I, I forgot who I was because it's been a long time. Thank you. Obstacles. Obstacles. Um, you know, we're. St- I'm in it right now. I'm really in it right now. Um, you know, the obstacle was I had this seemingly perfect setup. Yeah. Why would I leave that? Yeah. Regret um, and you know, fear. Regret and fear. What am I giving family, up? My family, my friends, they were like, what? what? You love that job. What? You know, what happened? And I said, I, I did love that job. And I said, but I just needed a little bit more time. And, and I'm so excited to, I, the first thing I did when I went to my daughter's kindergarten orientation was I found the PTO table. <laughs> and I couldn't wait to volunteer and, and to really just embrace this new flexibility and this new freedom that I felt. And it's looking forward. It's like even if there's a even if something is great but something's missing, you still have to keep searching for that missing piece of the puzzle exactly. and allow yourself to continue the journey and not say, "Okay, it's good enough. I'm just going to stay right here." Look, how how can I not be happy with everything that 100%. I already have? You know, right. keep searching if there's but that I little was, piece of I, I was stressed and I was feeling it and I felt that I could, you I know. I remember from the Working Moms podcast. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. um, Sarah, I'm going to ask you for your wrap-up. How have you got this? How have you, with incorporating all of these new sides of yourself and even the dream of the dance that's still lingering, <laughs> um, keeping yourself alive and and and, and honoring the, the Sarah that, that you know. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, like I said, my daughter started taking dance, and ironically she dances with a girl who I grew up dancing with who did the Rockettes and all this kind of stuff. And so 
having her do that and me sharing that with the with them, I mean, they've asked me about it. They think it's amazing. They're like, you're on stage? What is that? So me sharing it. And then I will go and start taking a dance class. And I have, even at that, because it's 6.30, I feel guilty not being there. But I finally said to my husband, like, just so you know, I'm going. <laughs> so sharing that you can continue that is one way that I've got this. Um, balancing, le- really learning, because it's very easy to get carried away. And really me never having to work on a work-life balance, working, finally reeling it in and knowing what's really important. Um, Work is important, but family is more important always. And so you have to balance it. Um, And letting my kids be a part of it, really. Just letting them be a part of it, whether it's videos from me dancing in the past and talking about my love for that, or with LuLaRoe, letting them see, you know, that... You know, you, you have certain things that have to get done. And by the way, come help me ship and come help me take pictures and set up and, you know, do all of that. It makes the whole family thing so exciting. Yeah. And Hillary, how have you got this? Um, I think I wanted to follow up with, with quality time because the... The more, you know, we talked about the guilt and being away and doing something and, and not being there every minute. But now when I am there with my son and even with my husband, um, even for taking off a little time, even if it's a couple hours, the quality time is so much better because I'm putting in this extra energy. I'm home. Let's, you know, let's make this story time even more fun instead of the just everyday story time. It's always okay, but we're rushing. You talk about brushing your teeth and this and that. I feel like there's a little more pep and, and with the balance brings um, a better me to everything, including my son and my husband. A better you, because the thing is, we all, when it, when it, you know, when, before we started, Allison was saying, um, you know, is this idea like if mom's happy, you know, then everybody's happy. But it becomes such a cliche, we forget. We're like, I'm happy. Of course I'm happy. But, you, but this, if the spark isn't there, if the joy isn't there, if, you know, you're reminding us of, of that you know you've brought somebody better to your family. Not somebody better, just more you. More me. And I don't think I could go back in time and change anything over the past three years. There was no time. You have to have certain focuses, you know, as a, as a, a baby grows to a toddler. It's not like I could change that and be, be more me then. But now I feel I have that opportunity. And I think that's when that side of me sort of woke up. And if we allow it to be very organic like this, it'll all happen. So and nobody has to rush out and find their passion. It'll come. It'll come when this piece of you awakens in this moment and you just know. And I think a lot of people think, oh, you're a mom, so you should be fulfilled. And of course, that part of you is completely fulfilled. Your heart's exploding. But that doesn't mean that you and your, your being, you know, forget the mom aspect of you. That part, yeah, fulfilled. Got it. That's so well said. But, like, what about the, you know, your being? And you have to make sure that that part's fulfilled, too. I love it. I am so happy for you. I'm so excited for all of you. And we are here to cheerlead for you and to and to, to share this this next phase that's coming for all and of you. And we want to see Hillary perform. <laughs> oh, yeah. <it's, laughs> yeah. Come on out. Do you have a, do you have a stage name? Or? Uh, you know, um... I think next time I go up, I'm going to be Bitcoin. <laughs> but I, it's usually Hillary Rose. Depends on what I'm saying. Hillary Rose. Yeah. Okay. Today I'm watching. just a mom. Today I'm mom. All right. We will we will tag it on our Facebook page. Yeah, thank it you. will be out there. Thank We're you. excited. Thank so. you. Thank you so thank very you, much. Thank you, Karen. 
Wait, we turn the mics back on for one more second because what's so cool is this past week is that this glow that we're all talking about is contagious. Like the, the people that are my age or, or that had some kind of creative experience or whatever it is, they're starting to talk and call me, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm doing this. And we're all sort of coming together and it's awesome. And I, I think that's, that's my favorite part right now is that... It's just exploding. Okay, that's what we want for today. Put the contagion out there. So that's the mess for today. Thanks so much for listening. Our first new podcast of 2017 will post on Tuesday, January 10th. Have a great holiday season. Happy New Year. And we'll catch you on January 10th. Bye.